This is advertising content. Aloha, here talking pictures with Paul Booth. We want to thank you and let you know that all October episodes are brought to you by the party game Get Crude. Get Crude is get your crew together. You're the producer. You need an actor and a director. You draw cards. You got to make sure that there's not flash floods. Maybe your sets will be destroyed. Maybe you'll get seasick. Heck, there could even be a writer's strike. Man, do we know all the stuff that goes crazy in the film business. This game is for ages 13 and above. Best with three to eight players. For all you want to know about the game, getcrude.com go to g-e-t-c-r-e-w-d.com that's right paul you can buy the board game get crude at getcrude.com today now back to our podcast talking pictures with paul booth and that's what i call advertising content You're now listening to the Talking Pictures Podcast, broadcasting from sunny Orange County, California. Filmmaker, journalist, and film historian, Paul Booth. Aloha. Welcome to Talking Pictures with Paul Booth. You know me, I'm jazzed to be here today. It is, I'm double jazzed because it's the Newport Beach Film Festival coverage. I've covered this festival for nine of ten years. Uh, Of course, didn't cover it last year. They didn't have one because of the pandemic. Before I go into some thank yous, I wanted to welcome our guest, uh, Machete. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Paul, and aloha as oh, well. Thank you, I appreciate <laughs> that. Yeah. Um, Machete is one of two directors of the film, also a co-producer, co-writer, and editor of the film. Uh, we will jump into that good stuff. But uh, just some quick maintenance. We want to thank our friends at the movie party game, Get Crude. That's uh, Get Crude, you get to have fun take some cards put your crew together your actors stuff can fall through just like the business go to www.getcrewed.com that's g-e-t-c-r-e-w-d.com also thank you casey and thank you newport beach film festival for uh, continuing to let us be involved with the festival all these years now moon manor um I will ask you to let us know what the synopsis is since one of the directors is here. Yeah, I would love to. Um, so Moon Manor takes place in one day and follows the journey of James, quote unquote, Jimmy Carrazzo. And um, basically is his last day alive as he sets his sails for an intentional death. And there's many characters that come in throughout the whole day. One is a, a obituary writer played by Lou Taylor Pucci, his death doula played by uh, Deborah Wilson, his brother who is there to protest him. I don't know if that gives anything away. No. Hey, spoilers! <laughs> are, if, spoiler. if you give the spoilers, it's you. <laughs> Great. Um, and his his brother comes with a trusty. Uh, religious sidekick to basically protest what Jimmy is doing, which is, you know, having a medically assisted death. Um, as a big spoiler alert, Jimmy dies, everybody. Um, 
right. but it basically is a story of uh you know one man's last day alive and what he you know having a big funeral as we call it a fun funeral and he invites all of his friends and uh you know the supporting cast follows him through his day and his last journey and um, it is a it's a blend of Jimmy's actual true stories and is a at the root of it is a queer love story that is based on Jimmy's real true love story with Aaron's uh, blood uncle Rick Granite. So there is a lot of a little bit of a hybrid going on, but um, there's basically we have it all. It's a comedy about death. We keep joking that it's like you want death, you got it. You want comedy, you got it. You want like like, you really you want like a small child, you got it. You want you know the oldest man, you know as a lead character, you got it. So it's it's a blend. It becomes an ensemble eventually, but basically it is about. uh, welcoming death, embracing death at the root of the story. And we kind of say if if Harold if Harold from Harold and Maud grew up, would this be his last day? You know, a little bit uh, more intentional than Maud than what Maud did uh, in that movie. Well, unfortunately yeah. I'll have to um say there's no talking about Hal Ashby because that will take me way off track. <laughs> And that will be pointless to yourself, Newport Beach, Caitlin, Casey, my editor will say, why did you stop? So that's just a rule. And Sydney Lamette, there's a few others I always have to let guests know. You want to talk off the air? Cool. But So thank yeah. you for keeping Harold and Maude alive. On that note, mm-hmm. um, I'm interested in whenever someone wears a couple of different hats. And uh, it's usually the writer, producer, director. And it's a lot of the times now, of course, actor. Because people mm-hmm. have to write their own parts. So yeah. when I saw that you um, were the editor, I wanted to know what it was like to, of course, I know the editor, the other director will sit in the editing process or see cuts. Uh, what was it like that you're, you're writing, putting together, you're directing with somebody, but then you're editing? Is there something you can elaborate on that process of why it was you as the editor and not co-editing? I mean, not the business yeah. part, but you personally? Um, a lot of it had to do with finances. I obviously was not going to get paid for it. So it was, (laughs) it was more had to do with, well, and I can edit. Um, there is that I'm a fine editor. So we kind of had already assumed that was going to be the flow out to save us money. And, um, yeah, that was like kind of the main thing. Um, I think was, that's a great uh, independent filmmaker thing of uh, your, the like when I say I'll ask somebody why did you act that part and they say I was the right price. Yeah. So okay, that okay, so that makes sense because I saw that and I thought this was really interesting where there would be a a dynamic. Now was this the first time? Um, and again, I don't look certain things up because I want to learn too. So was yeah. this the first time that you guys had uh, like co-written and co-directed, or was this a or was this a familiar process to you? Mm, um, we have done a few short films together. How I met Jimmy initially is through Erin. Um, Jimmy is her honorary uncle and very much a part of her family. I, By the way, our backstory, Erin and I have known each other since we were 14. So we've, we have a very long history already. Um, and then when I started making films back in 2009, uh, Jimmy was uh, Aaron had written a 
uh, short film that Jimmy was starring in, and that's and I was directing it. And so that's kind of like our first main thing that we did. We've done like tiny short films to music videos. We've helped each other out. We obviously have our own individual career as well, but um, we'll get together if if it feels right. And obviously this project is something that only the two of us could have done together and you know, brought who we knew together. And j- at the core of it is really Jimmy. But with Aaron and I, we, we've done a few short films together, um, but this was obviously it's both of our first feature film and I think that there was like a lot of trust there and we have a different experience within the filmmaking realm and yeah I mean with editing though um it is pretty much like that you know obviously I'm able to like you said wear a lot of hats so the technical aspect doesn't necessarily take away from looking at it as a director you know I was able to get it up right have Aaron come in and then I would have the different options and I'm like, oh, we I like this one over here, but what if we try that? You know, it's all, it kind of all blended, but, um, you know, we both had very much a hand in shaping this. And then we also would have a lot of screenings, you know, beforehand and get notes from friends and, and colleagues that we trusted. So, you know, like we, we, we tried everything. We massaged the crap out of this movie <laughs> because we had so much. Um, but the the process together, uh, you know, it because of the the funding issue, you know, what you have is time. So that's kind of like, you know, the payment with it is that we're not rushing the process. We're able to like sit with it, even though it's like an, an alarming weight to deal with. Um, there's a lot of pressure behind that, but at the same time, it's, that's kind of what, uh, that was the process. I was like, we just had time, you know, so we could step away and we had other work that we would be doing and then we'd come back and, you know, sit with it together or I would have a new idea or she'd have a new idea or, you know, so, or like we'd fit, sit with something for a little while just because we're like, oh, or we'd have actually our other co-producer, John Humber, um, one of our other producers, he would come in and sit with us too. And he gave us really valuable notes as like a third party, just like technical aspects. Yeah. So we, we really jumped around. We really were like, let's open this up. Let's not make it so precious where like nobody can see it. (laughs) You know, we're like, let's open the doors. Yeah. And like, and, and also the, the project will show you what it wants, you know? And like, that's kind of the part of editing that I, when that starts to happen, I love it. Cause then I'm like, cool. It's just showing us what it wants. It's, it's showing us the direction it wants to go and we can just follow this. Oh, that's, um, that's, that's a wonderful, uh, I love that. Uh, I saw Tom Petty doc the other night and he was talking about just that, the moment kind of just presented itself that, you know, yeah. you still do the work, you still try, you mm-hmm. still search, uh, you still yeah. do all that. But, um, yeah, that's a great thing. So, uh, with your approach to filmmaking, um, mm-hmm. do you feel uh, I love asking different departments this. Do you feel more like a jazz musician where you're willing to just go with something? Or do you feel more like a scientist to where you're, you're kind of just like, hey, I, I kind of know this and this is what I feel comfortable with? What are you more of? Uh, I think it's a little bit of both. Okay. Um, I think it's, I mean, even with jazz, you need to have your baseline. You know, I mean, 
May, I, I mean, I think you, I think there is a point where you have to have structure. You have to know exactly what you're doing you and know what you, what you don't know what you're doing. Really. There's that too. Um, don't be afraid to be like, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> uh, that's a great answer. I love that. <laughs> because I, I think a lot of people, myself included, will our ego or whatever that is, will, you know, we don't want to be wrong. We don't want to be making, you know, we're, we're the leaders, right? So we're like leading this whole project and people are looking at us for guidance or to follow or, okay, get, you know, have the solution to the answer as much as possible. I think I shine like on set. I think I shine in pre and, you know, like the building up. I will say as an editor, I will do it, but it's not my favorite thing to do. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't think I'm, I'm bad at it, but it is very um, it, taxing energetically for me. Um, so, but with that being said, I do think eventually, even though you can have the most designed, like you said, a scientist in a way, you can have the most designed thing the the moment you show up, it's still going to be organic. And I think that's really where you get the beautiful blend of both. And I think that's why I love being on set because you can plan as much as you can, but there's always going to be something that's going to throw you. There's always going to be something that's the actor's going to do. That's going to be better than you even thought, you know, or yeah. like the light goes out, but actually it works for, you know what I mean? There's just so many, there's so many live things that happen. So as far as, Yes, I will plan as much as I can, but then day of shooting and getting through the actual, you know, process of getting it done, I allow that open door to happen because that's really where the magic comes in. Um, that's fantastic. Yeah. It's cool that you have a, a, a longer, a long relationship to uh, our podcast team has basically I've known everybody. I think the shortest I've known somebody is 12 years and the longest is like 25 years. Wow. So, you know, it just makes things so easy. And I'm only 42, so it's like uh, our co-hosts, I've, I, we've just known each other since we were like 15 or 16, so it just makes things so easy, as you know, to just be able to be like, I don't do this, not say you do it, but to just some, mm -hmm. have somebody tell you, hey, you know what, you're just kind of messing up, and let's improve that. <laughs> and there's no ego, there's no attitude. It's like, hey, you know what, I listened to that, and I was. So <laughs> um, letting people out there know it is okay to set the ego aside, and listen and learn. Um, that leads mm -hmm. me to, uh, do you have a lesson that you would consider your best lesson? You only get to pick one lesson from doing this film. <laughs> oh, what do you think it would be? <laughs> oh no, just one? Just one. One lesson? Okay, well this is the, the one thing that does come up between Aaron and I a lot. Um, I, I don't know if it's a lesson, but I guess we were just really good about our instincts but i would say the biggest takeaway one of the biggest takeaways is pick something write something create something that you absolutely can stand behind every day because you're going to be living with this thing for a while if not the rest of your career so especially with feature films right i mean don't get me wrong i love a big blockbuster i love all films there's there's nothing wrong with any that what anybody wants to do is great you know, but for us and our experience, every time there's been like, you know, an insurmountable 
um, pile of work to do, you know, which is, as you said, we're wearing so many hats and it can be very, very overwhelming. Um, but we go back to the core of what we created and we love the script. We love the characters. We love that we're we're telling Jimmy's story to some extent, you know, and giving him a platform to really shine as an actor because we love him so much as a human. And it's really an important thing. Like we've dealt with so much death in our own personal life and journey um, that I think it's so important to have that those messages out there like, hey, this will happen. You know, what is a good death? What does this look like for the viewer? Um right. So I would say like, yeah, that was a more of a intu- intuitive, thank goodness, intuitive thing that we cared so much about this story and what we wanted to create that no matter how many times I've had to edit this thing or like, you know, pitch this thing or whatever, or like how many years we've sat with this project, um, I always, the, I'm so happy we created it. You know, and I can stand behind it. That's great. I mean, I, I really think that's all you can ask for, really, at the end of the day. I mean, I'm the first guy to say I like a good suit or a fun party, or but at the at really when the when the sun goes down, <laughs> I, I think it's just about if you can be happy with yourself and your team and yeah. know that you guys gave the best effort. Um, yeah. I always say yeah. I want someone who will go to Sundance or sink on the Titanic. <laughs> and everybody goes, why do you do, why, why do you bring up the Titanic? I go, because you, you want, it's just, you know, you know the deal. It's just somebody who's not going to abandon you because they yeah. didn't get what they wanted. So <laughs> I think that's where the magic uh-huh. comes. Um, as we go into the final couple of questions, could you uh, mm-hmm. let us know um, any next festivals you have planned up or anything that, anything that you can uh, let us know about that? Yeah, for sure. Um, currently, obviously, we're playing at Newport Beach Film Festival today Literally. in about half an hour. <laughs> yeah. um, and Aaron is repping us so uh, good and strong and proud over there today. Um, we also are showing at Outshine, which is in Florida. And we're playing in Portland Film Festival, Seattle Queer Festival, Tallgrass Film Festival, um, we'll be playing in November. So th- those are all of our October. They're pretty much all playing kind of simultaneously. Um, we have the Fringe Queer Festival coming up, which is in London in November nice. 14th. Yeah, and we have we got accepted into Kukaloris in North Carolina. And then um, we'll have our Canadian premiere in Whistler, the Whistler Film Festival in December. Uh-oh, that's where our editor used to live. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna hear Used that. To. Kev, they're Used playing at Whistler. Yeah, he lives. At, well, I'm not. I, I, I obviously not gonna say where he lives now, but um, he did live there. Um, anybody wants his address? Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's from Vancouver, and we met in film school. So. Okay. Oh, uh, so yeah, that's cool. He's very familiar with that festival, and I love Whistler. So, if you guys have the chance, go to that festival, that place. That is yes. a great place. Yeah. Um. If it's uh, just has a reference uh, for the next line of questions, uh, has filmmakers, where are you guys based? We are currently a little bit, well, a little nomadic, um, nomadic at this okay. point. We're a bit nomadic. I'm currently on a shoot in Arizona. Nice. Um, <laughs> so, but I'm now 
based back near Lake Tahoe, California, oh, which okay, is okay. where we grew up. And then Erin is actually she she is on like a two month travel around. Uh, currently, I don't. She's near a lake somewhere right now. <laughs> no, I was gonna say because you're um, late, late, uh, you know, saying Tahoe. It's like I used to live in Sacramento, so yeah. That tells me everything I need to know. That's why I always ask filmmakers. So I can be like, okay, you're NorCal. Yeah. Boom, right there. Um, that's awesome. I love NorCal. Yeah. Um, we've we've been primarily based in LA for like the last 12 years. Um, oh, okay. I think COVID is kind of like obviously opened up a lot of different ideas and doors and kind of has helped us realize like, oh, do we do we stay here? Can we do a lot of like obviously technology? I can be on a podcast with you and we're not in the same state at right. all. So it's pretty, Sometimes it's pretty awesome. in the same country with people. Yes, we have. Yeah. So that's, yeah. yeah I, I'm loving that. Okay. So the next line of questions, you know, so people can have an idea a little bit more about your personality has an artist. It's just an either or <laughs> beach or mountain. 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 And I was going to say, she told me Lake Tahoe. I was like, oh. You're just trying to <laughs> mess up my questions mountain. today. You're trying to take away my one lesson. You're oh. run or walk. Walk. Burger or pizza. Pizza. Nighttime stars or a wonderful sunrise? Nighttime stars. Okay. That's another one. I should, why am I asking a Tahoe person? <laughs> Man, you're just... Oh, okay. Although, the, although the, sun, the sunrise is really great. But yeah, give me... I'm a night owl, so, you know, yeah, stars. You know, it's, it's interesting because I'm... That's. I think that's one of the things I lo- that's so great about film and filmmakers is that so many of us are night owls and... Mm. Just thrive at that. Okay, so the last one, the big question, the reason why you chose to go on a podcast. Cookie or cake? Oh, man. <laughs> this is the reason why I'm here today, y'all. Yes. This is the hardest question I've ever been asked before. Wait, <laughs> cookie or cake? Yep. Oh, man, cake. Okay, cake. That says it all. That's everything you need to know about the film. So... <laughs> We uh, we are so, um, again, thankful, and I'm so glad that this film, uh, again, Casey, uh, I've worked with him over the years, and I was just like, what do you got? And he's like, of his films, he's like, this is what you got to see. And so mm. I'm really glad that we got to put this together. And uh, thank you to Caitlin, and um, thank you to Aaron. And, and I just, I hope today went well. Yeah. Or is going yeah, well at, at Triangle Square. So um, all of our best to you guys with this film and other projects and um yeah that, that's that's all oh actually before you go can you tell us uh the website so people can check out the website yes of course oh my gosh it's w write this down everybody it's <laughs> www.moonmannermovie.com and that's manner like a manner like, like a place so m-a-n-o-r yes yes okay and excellent. you can also follow us at um, at moon underscore manner underscore movie on Instagram. All right, everybody. Well, excellent. We, we, we I know this film's going to do well, so I, I'm not presumptuous, but just um, we've been fortunate enough to do this for a decade. And um, so it just, I can see a film and just really know this is cool. I'm going to see this icon on Amazon Prime in like <laughs> six months or something and be like, yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. I talked to her. So. <laughs> uh, with that, uh, we wish you safety and everything that's going on. And, and, um, again, it was great having you on the show. Thank you, Paul Booth for having me in your booth. <laughs> okay. No problem. <laughs> I like that. All right. Aloha. Aloha.
All right. Well, that was uh, that that was our episode for Newport Beach Film Festival. Again, we always want to thank Corey, Casey, Todd, um, Caitlin on the PR side of the film, the filmmakers for sharing their vision and story with us. That's going to do it for me and us here at Talking Pictures with Paul Booth. You know, my motto, whether it's morning, afternoon, or evening, drumroll, make sure and watch a good movie. Aloha. Thank you for listening to the Talking Pictures Podcast. Real conversation and movie-induced inspiration. <laughs>